Hi guys and welcome or welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm here with GB Junior International for track, mountain running and cross country, Ellen Weir. And she's also a first year med student at the University of Birmingham. In this episode, we talk about her journey into running, how she's transitioned to uni and how it's impacted her training and what it's been like representing Great Britain over a range of different disciplines, including how she got into mountain running, her experience at the World Championships, and what she's learned from years of racing. Ellen's such a positive person and it was lovely chatting with her. I hope you guys enjoy. Hi Ellen, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Hi, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Ah, absolute pleasure. Was it a long run Sunday for you today? Yeah, well, it was a long run, but kind of more of a medium run as I did quite a long run yesterday. Okay. Any reason for a specially long run on a Saturday? Yeah, so um, it was kind of a low-key end-of-season cross-country race that was about six, seven miles that was just around um, Wombler Common, super muddy, super hilly, but lots of fun. Cool. Was that for your club then or the uni? Yeah, so it was for my club. Yeah. Was that your last race of the season? Are you? Yeah, so all finished, getting ready for track now. Yeah. Okay. So are you still at uni or have you come home for the, the holidays? Yeah, so I've come home, came home on yesterday. And uh, now I'm here until Thursday when before I fly out to Font Rameau for training camp. Ooh, Font Rameau. That sounds exciting. Have you been there before? No, so I've never been on a training camp or to altitude. So that should be good fun. Cool. And do you know much about altitude training yet or still still something to learn? I know. Well, I know that, I guess, gives you more red blood cells. So hopefully when you come back to sea level, it's easier and you run better and faster but also I guess just being on training camp and that mentality hopefully improves your performance yeah I'm, I'm sure it will and in terms of that you mentioned there you know increasing red blood cells how long do you have to train altitude for to get those benefits well I don't really know the specifics but I know we're going for three weeks and I think that's enough time to kind of build those adaptations yeah Oh, that's cool. So in the lead up to the training camp, are you on a bit of an easy week right now or are you training hard? Yeah, so I'm having a bit of a kind of taper into going away, I guess, because three weeks of intense training, you don't really want to hit that already fatigued. But I've kind of I was ill like previously in like the last few weeks. So I've kind of taken those quite easy as well. So, yeah, big old taper. Yeah. Well, sorry to hear you were ill, but. I guess timing wise, at least you'll be able to fully enjoy and get the benefits from the training camp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you say that you've not been to a training camp before. Is there any reason in particular for that? I guess just never really had the opportunity. So then being at university, all of a sudden get these opportunities, which is quite cool. Okay. Yeah. So this is your first year at uni. How, what was the transition like moving to uni and what was your thought process behind choosing the uni you're at? Yeah, so I chose Birmingham University because so I, wanted, so I study medicine. So a lot of universities don't actually do medicine. So it was kind of picking one that had a good medicine degree and also was good for running. 
because I guess running such a big part of my life I wanted to go somewhere where I could kind of continue to do that to like a high level and also have like a big group to train with yeah definitely definitely a strong uni yeah and I found kind of moving to university it's been all right there's just a lot of things that you don't really think about that you have to do when you move like doing your washing doing your weekly food shop but I feel like I've been able to adapt fairly well yeah I mean it definitely is a massive change and it definitely takes time or what what have you found the hardest part so far of making those changes it's just probably being away from family and also my dogs but just like when you don't really know what to do like I, I always find myself phoning my mum like when I was doing my first laundry it's like what can I put in what like do I need to do whites and darks all of that yeah definitely I think everyone's had the mum on the phone moment when it comes to laundry yeah and I guess in terms of the training side of things then you also mentioned having a larger group to train with is that something that's impacted you a lot yeah so that's been really nice so previously I was kind of training with my dad or with younger boys or alone but there's such a big group of girls similar abilities at Birmingham which is really nice just to have such a big group to train with and it also makes training a lot more social which is fun yeah definitely it's definitely an important part so you mentioned their training with your dad is he does he play a big role in or has played a big role in your running journey so far yeah definitely so he's probably the reason I got into running so he's was a runner previously and still runs and he was pretty good when he was younger so he's always kind of been there helping me train and or if he's not running he'll go on the bike whilst I'm doing a run so I've always got company which is nice oh yeah definitely and I guess when before you came to uni you know with not having so much of a group to train with would you say that's something that really helped with motivation and keep you in the sport yeah definitely probably especially during lockdown because we were about the same speed during lockdown which was nice to have like a training partner yeah definitely you say the same speed during lockdown I sense maybe something's changed since then yeah so we went into lockdown he was a bit faster than me came out and now I'm quite a lot faster than him (laughs) nice what what do you think has taken you to that next level then well Apart from just him becoming older and getting more injuries, me getting older and getting faster, uh, also just like putting, getting consistent training behind me has and like doing more in the gym, strength and conditioning, all the other bits that you need to do to get faster. Yeah. What would you say has changed the most about your training since coming to uni? I think probably the biggest change is training with the group. I think the sessions... We do is pretty similar to what I was doing before. Maybe a bit more volume now, but I guess that kind of comes with getting older. And then strength and conditioning. Uh, it's really nice. So it's a really good strength and conditioning coach at Birmingham University who gives us like strength and conditioning programs. And it's nice just to have someone watching over, making sure you're doing the right thing. Because I would go to the gym before, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And my technique was probably awful. Yeah, that's really good to hear. It's definitely important to have someone who's able to show you exactly what to do. And in terms of those training programs, is that done on an individual basis or in bigger group sessions? Uh, So I'm on a sports scholarship there, which means I get an individual program, but I know there's also uh, group sessions. Okay, that's really cool. In terms of the sports scholarship, then what does that mean for you as a student and an athlete? 
Uh, so it's really good. So I get access to uh, physiological support, nutrition, psychology, strength and conditioning, which is I've found really helpful to kind of chat with all like the professionals and get lots of good advice. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. In terms of those, I guess, additional 1%, we could say, what have you found the most useful so far? I think probably the strength and conditioning, because that's something I use every week. And I feel like definitely plays a big part in kind of becoming a stronger runner and also injury prevention. Yes, (laughs) that's a key one. Have you had many injuries? I've been pretty lucky. I've only had one injury, which was in the summer, and that I only was out for about three weeks with that. It was just a muscle strain in my hip. So, yeah, I've been pretty lucky with that. Yeah, no, that's really good. Do you think you can pinpoint any factors that might have enabled you to have that luck so far? I think probably so. I've always done quite a lot of different sports, and one of them was rowing. So with that, we were already starting doing some strength and conditioning in the gym. So that was probably from when I was about, like, 14, 15. So I think that's meant that I've always been fairly strong, I'd like to think. Yeah, well, that's definitely quite a different sport. And I guess you must be using different muscle groups as well with that. That's really cool. How did you get into rowing? I'm not really sure to be honest. I think I was at school and they were like, oh, we've got a new sport, like come try rowing. So me and all my friends were like, oh yeah, we'll give it a go. And then I ended up enjoying it and stuck with it for quite a few years. That's cool. And I guess now it's it's only running, is running the only sport you do? It's the main sport I do. I do quite a lot of rock climbing on the site. Less now since I'm at uni because I used to go with my dad and there was a lot of rock climbing walls near where we are at home. But it's kind of harder to get to at uni. Okay, that's cool. Are you a high ropes girl or a bouldering girl? I like a bit of both. Yeah, I've actually just got back from rock climbing. Lots of high ropes and then we did, well, arms are a bit tired, did 20 minutes of bouldering at the end. Yeah arms and fingers got strong fingers from climbing yeah exhausted now because I haven't done it in so long (laughs) yeah no that's really cool and in terms of other sports then do you are you someone who incorporates cross training into your program as well yeah so I do a bike once a week and it used to be a swim but then I got bored of swimming so I moved it to the bike yeah I think that's a wise move that feels more bearable on the bike than in the pool yeah, definitely. You can put headphones in or have a chat, whereas in the pool, it's just just very boring. Yeah, definitely. And OK, so in terms of the transition to uni, then what advice would you give to a, say, student athlete who's looking to move to uni maybe in the next few years? Uh, I think I'd probably say don't have too high expectations for your running for the first year. It's like there's so many changes that you're making. It's like being away from home, different training environment. That I mean, some people just adapt straight away and will have like an amazing season. But a lot of people tend not to perform as well as they have in their first year of uni. And just to kind of expect that it might not go to plan. And that doesn't mean that like you're not good at running or you're not going to be back where you were. But that first year is kind of quite a difficult period. Yes, some very sound advice there. Would you say that would you say that that applies to you then? Have you experienced maybe a decrease in performance? Yeah, I think definitely not. Then like in the races I haven't quite 
performed as well as I probably would have liked. But also then when you consider everything that's going on, I'm like actually it's fairly solid season. Yeah, no, definitely. And I guess you had the injury as well in the summer. What did the build back into running process look like? Probably was not the best build back into running because I got injured basically just before all the big championship races. And I still wanted to, because it was my final English school, so I still wanted to do that. So I think I pretty much did one session before English schools, which was trying to get some speed because I feel like I kept my aerobic base quite well with cross training. Uh, but it was kind of like neuromuscular stuff. So just a few strides um, and then into English schools. And then I did the national champs a few weeks afterwards. So not a good build back. When you say neuromuscular, can you quickly explain what that is? I guess just running quick and what that feels like. It's being able to turn your legs over again. And I feel like when you've had time off from running, it always feels quite weird when you first start running again even if you still like aerobically are quite fit. Yeah, no, definitely. And in terms of then English schools and the national champs, how did they go given your less than ideal build into them? Well, they weren't, English schools was not great. I mean, cons- I think considering I'd been injured, I wasn't that disappointed. I didn't really have high expectations going in. And then by the national champs, I was second in that race. And then my time wasn't amazing. I was actually quite happy with how that race went. Yeah, no, definitely. I think in a major championship position is definitely everything. Yeah. Are you are you someone who's more time focused or very much of a racer? Um, I definitely prefer cross country, which I guess is more racing. But then when it comes to track, I kind of lack the speed in the last few laps. So I tend never to perform that well in a championship race. Whereas if it's kind of a BMC time trial type race. I tend to perform better in that. So I think I do get more into the times because that's just, I tend to be better at that. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And in terms of the difference between, say, a BMC race where there's paces and you're looking at getting a specific time and a championship race where you're you're going for position, what would you say is the main difference in terms of racing strategy? I think, I mean, championship races are always run differently, but quite often it ends up with a bit of a start slow wind up and then sort of like a sprint for the far, last 400 meters or so but I guess in a time trial you just kind of go out hard and maintain your pace which is definitely something I'm a lot better at yeah more of an endurance endurance runner then yeah definitely and I think it's interesting as well so in recent years you've done well you came fourth at the world mountain and trail running championships amazing result by the way and you also finished the 2022 season ranked the UK number one over the 2000 steeplechase also incredible so how did you transition towards those two slightly different takes on track I guess and cross country yeah so I always have preferred cross country and I tend to do better in the hillier cross countries and mountain is kind of something I'd always considered because since I've been really young, we've been going on holiday to the Lake District and I'd always run there and really enjoy it. But being from um, Wimbledon, I'm in London, there's not very many hills. So kind of mountain running was something never, that I could really compete in. Um, but then when I found out that the World Mountain Running Championships were happening and they were going to be in Thailand, that was a major motivation. I was like, oh, I'd really like to be selected for that. And it was in September. So I had the whole summer to kind of 
do lots of mountain specific training, uh, which is why I then decided to do the trials and I was able to qualify and go to the championships. And then with the steeplechase, I always kind of find track a bit boring. So I was like, steeplechase might be a bit more fun. And I think that's definitely still something I'm working on. I definitely would not say I'm a steeplechaser yet, but I did a few races last season and I think I'm going to focus on it again this season um, and actually train properly for it. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And so if we start with the mountain running then, how did you hear about the trials themselves and how did you get that that information? Because I think mountain running is still one of those events that a lot of people haven't quite heard of or aren't aware of where and when the races are happening yeah it's actually really difficult to find a lot of information on the mountain running I think I was for some reason on England Athletics websites and clicked on selections for teams and I saw that you could look at mountain running so I was like oh hadn't seen that before so I clicked on it and then that's where you find all the information but it's not very well advertised so you have to go digging on the website they only want the committed runners, That that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And in terms of the mountain running then, what 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 is mountain running? Can you give a bit of an overview of how the race differs from across country? Yeah, I can try. I want to apologise if any fell runners or mountain runners are listening in case this is wrong. But so I think fell running is effectively when it's quite hardcore, very difficult terrain, and there can sometimes be like a navigational aspect but then mountain running is a little bit kind of in between cross country and fell running. So you go up a hill or mountain and then you run back down. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. And how, how does it feel in terms of racing then? Yes. It's quite weird because it's up and down. So some people will be a lot better at the uphill than they are at the downhill some or vice versa. So depending on what you're good at, it's quite interesting because in a cross-country race people might go off too fast whereas in a mountain race you might intend to go off too fast so if you know you're really strong at the hill you might aim to be first at the hill and then try and hang on on the downhill if you know you're less strong um and the uphill is incredibly painful but then the downhill usually you would consider downhill as a break whereas obviously you're racing the downhill and it's half the race so it's still quite intense yeah are you a downhill downhill or an uphill runner? I think it, whichever is less technical because I've not really done that much mountain running. So it's whichever is easier to run up or down. But I think actually I'm, I'm fairly good at downhill, I'd like to think, when it's not too, there's not too many rocks or things you can fall over. Right, yeah. That, that does sound like ankle twisting territory. And so... I guess in terms of Thailand, like that's really exciting. Uh, your first world champs and quite a long way. What was that experience like? Yeah, it was an incredible experience. Probably one of the best weeks of my life. So we were able to go out, I think it was eight days before um, the junior race, which meant that in the first few days, we could actually enjoy ourselves and kind of do touristy things. Like we saw the elephants, went and visited some temples, went around some night markets. And it was really good fun. And then, yeah, it was obviously really, really hot. But I'd done quite a lot of training in a heat chamber before going out. And then also in sauna, which I think helped prepared me. So it wasn't quite as hot as it could have been. Wow, that sounds really cool. So what's a heat chamber and how does that work? 
so it's basically a little room and there was a treadmill or a bike in there and you can set the temperature and the humidity so I did um, a few sessions on the treadmill and a few sessions on the bike and we kind of would increase the temperature and the humidity uh, to what it was going to be in Thailand. And what were the or what was the temperature and humidity that you ultimately went for? It was about 32 degrees and 80% humidity. I think the humidity was the worst, was actually worse than the heat. Yeah, that sounds sweaty. Yeah, definitely. I was bright red at the finish. If anyone has seen any photos of me, it was not pretty. The, the flush of the flush of a strong runner, that's what we'll call it. Do you think you're someone who responds well to heat and humidity then? No, definitely not. Afterwards, I was like collapsed on the floor. The team medic came over, was pouring water on me. Okay, so next time, I guess you'd be hoping for somewhere a bit cooler. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. And I guess if we move over to the steeplechase now, in terms of that, what was your approach to training and building into a steeple race coming from a track background? So in the weeks before the race, I do a few kind of hurdle drills and we managed at my club to fill the water jump uh, before a race for the race so I'd actually practiced that a few times but I didn't really do much steeplechase specific training which is what I'm hoping this year steeplechase can be a bit more of a focus and I'm, I'm at university I'm actually going to be able to do a bit of steeplechase specific training yep which that makes good. sense so when you say steeplechase specific training what exactly does that entail uh, so on a Monday night we've started doing steeplechase sessions uh, so we'll be doing lots of hurdle drills, hurdle run-throughs and jumping off like a plyo box to kind of imagine it's the water jump. And then I guess as we progress, I think we're going to maybe do some work actually on the water jump and, and maybe some running sessions over barriers or hurdles. OK, that's really cool. And at Birmingham, is there quite a big steeple group? Uh, yeah, so um, one of the coaches at Birmingham is Luke Gunn, who uh, went to the Commonwealth Games, I'm pretty sure, for steeplechase. Uh, so he, he's obviously lots of knowledge in terms of steeplechase. And there's quite a lot of girls and boys that do it as well. Oh, that's cool. So a bit of a steeplechase hub down there. Yeah. I guess in terms of the training then, have you noticed any changes to your regular running performance, having done a bit more of steeple and a bit more of mountain, kind of, I guess, different variations on traditional running? I think it's probably made me a stronger athlete. So definitely cross country, he was probably stronger up the hills. <laughs> yeah, well, that's really cool. And this cross country season that's, well, just finished now, how do you feel about, how do you feel about it? How, how do you think it's gone well? I think I'd say it was solid, but I wouldn't, I didn't, nothing amazing, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't awful either, but I think hopefully next year will be a slight improvement on that. Yeah. Okay. So I guess then looking forward to track this year, have you got any specific races in mind that you're keen to target? Yeah. So I'm going to focus on the steeplechase. So Bucks, I mean, hopefully if I'm selected to do the 2K steeplechase there and then doing the steeplechase at the under 23 national champs. Cool. And that, that's the one that's doubling for the Euro trials? Yeah. Though I think the qualifying time this year will be a bit difficult, but hopefully 
in two years time when the year champs on again I'll hopefully be closer to the time yeah practice for what's to come then yeah exactly so in terms of your running journey what would you say is the biggest challenge or the most difficult part of running that you've experienced so far I think I've been quite lucky I haven't experienced too many challenges I guess lockdown was a bit of a challenge for everyone kind of keeping up the motivation but again I was as I said previously I was quite lucky to have my dad's so actually although I'm sure it was the same with everyone some days you're like oh what's the point there's no races I was able to stay pretty motivated yeah of course what do you do then to stay motivated or what's kind of your strategy for perhaps those days where it is really cold outside or maybe you haven't got someone to run with I guess I just really like running so just thinking back to like why do I do this and and thinking of like the runs I actually enjoy and I'm like right I'm doing this run so that this session feels easier or so that like this race is coming up in a long time to do better there yeah no that makes total sense and I guess you say you've stayed away from any kind of major issues or anything in some cases a part of that can be mindset would you say you're someone who's got a particularly strong strong grip on the psychological side of things yeah I'd like to think so yeah I think I do stay quite positive even if races haven't gone well I mean I think we've all had that cry in the car on the way home but usually cry out and then over it by the next day yeah that sounds really healthy I guess in terms of races that haven't gone so well, is there anything in particular that comes to mind for you? I think every English schools I've ever done has been a bad race on the track and on cross country. Oh no. Is there any reason in particular for that? Is it too much uh, too much fun the night before? I don't know. It just, for some reason, just doesn't seem to go my way. Just every time it's one of those races that just, there's not really a reason for it. You just have a bad race. Yeah. And I guess in terms of racing, there's, uh, I guess, a few things have changed recently in terms of, say, carbon shoes. Is that something that you're a big fan of? I think because my dad's really anti-super shoes. That's made me always kind of be a bit like, oh, they're bad. But I do love racing in them. A lot of people I know train in their carbon shoes, but I love the feeling of putting them on for a road race. You, like, you just immediately feel so much faster. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with you there. find them a bit, bit unstable to walk around in as well, so best saved for a straight race. Yeah. Okay, so in terms of your running experience in general, in, say, in 2021, you had a pretty good season, finished 14th at the European Cross Country Championships and 12th at the European 5,000 track under 20 championships. What do you think were the factors that, got you in shape and able to execute for both of those major races I think just the consistency of training I was able to get in during lockdown because just before lockdown I was when I first quit rowing so before that my training was I'd be going to running training after having been rowing for three hours so the quality wasn't really there and the training was a lot I wasn't doing as much running training because obviously with the rowing training this wasn't the time so during lockdown that's when first time I was able to get a lot of weeks of just running training in which I think really helped okay that makes sense wow three hours is a long time yeah has running then felt a bit easier as a sport maybe time-wise yeah and I think well 
because rowing just takes less time because with rowing I had to travel 45 minutes to get there and then there's just a lot of faff involved you've got to set the boats up it's team sports so you've got to wait for everyone to get ready and then it just takes a lot longer than running whereas running when I feel like going for a run I just pop out the door and can do it in 45 50 minutes whereas rowing every session was like three hours or more yeah uh I think running definitely wins out there for sure and I guess then in terms of the Europeans what was what was your experience yeah so I think every international I've done has been like so much fun I've absolutely loved them but the European track was quite interesting because that was still when COVID was quite a big thing. So there's a lot of PCRs that we had to do. So I think we got tested every other day whilst we were there. And when we arrived, we had to isolate in our hotel room until we got our first result back. And we weren't really allowed to leave the hotel for the week, which I think kind of made the race seem more scary. So I was competing in the 5K, which is the final event of the championships. So we'd kind of been stuck in the hotel for a week just thinking about the race which I think I got very stressed beforehand and even though it was still lots of fun I think had it not been so covidy would have been even better. Would you say that stress was 100% caused by the covid factor in this case? Um, Not 100% it was the first international I'd ever done and we were away in Estonia and so my dad did come to watch but we weren't I wasn't allowed to meet up with him beforehand so it just kind of felt quite a scary experience. Yeah, definitely. And how old were you at the time? I was 17. So I think I was also one of the younger members of the team. Yeah, no, that's definitely quite young and under 18 as well. So, yeah. What was your biggest takeaway from that experience? I think I learned not to be kind of so specific about a pre-race routine. So definitely in terms of like the foods you can get, the timings of when you can eat and I'd never even been in a cool room before going to that championships because I hadn't made English schools or anything previously that where you practice kind of being in a cool room so just kind of learning all these things that there's a lot of things you can't control and that you just need to get used to that yeah no definitely there's some very wise words there in terms of that whole idea of a pre-race routine Prior to that race, did you have quite a set in stone routine? And following that race now, what's what changes have you made to a pre-race build-up? So I always used to like to have spaghetti bolognese the night before. And then I would like to have porridge if it was a morning race or some sort of pasta if it was like after lunch. Whereas uh, for dinner, it was just what was ever like, on the buffet. And then sort of... So- was an afternoon race so sorting out for lunch can't remember what I had but it wasn't what I'd have what I'd usually have if I could kind of control it at home so since then I just kind of go with the flow now whatever I fancy for dinner have or whatever I want for breakfast like don't really have any specific foods anymore yeah no I think I think that's definitely something that's quite true at the end of the day as long as you're probably eating enough what you eat exactly is maybe not quite so important And so would you say that you're someone who gets stressed around racing or in the lead up to races? I think I'm quite chilled. I mean, when I it's always when I first turn up to a race, I get a bit nervous whilst I'm walking the course. 
But then once I'm on the start line, I don't tend to feel that nervous. I think because I've been running for a really long time. So I've done a race, so many races before. It's just like, it's just normal now. Yeah, no, definitely. And in terms of the selection for that race, you mentioned never having been in a cool room. How did you get the selection for the Europeans if you hadn't maybe competed so much in major championships at home? Yeah, so for the 5K, the trial was at a BMC Grand Prix at Watford. Yes, there was no cool room. Okay, yeah, that, that makes total sense then. And so you mentioned that you've been running for a really long time. At what age did you start running? I think I was about nine or ten. Yes, it was my drag, my dad dragging me along to park run. Um, yeah, bribing me with cake and a smoothie afterwards. And then did it for a few weeks. And then I actually started liking it for the running as well as the cake afterwards. And in terms of when you started to compete or at the point when you joined a club, when was that? So I think I was an under 11. Um, so initially I joined the same running club that my dad was at, Thames Heron Hounds. Uh, but they don't have a junior section. So there was no one for me to train with or any other teammates. So then I went on to join Hercules Wimbledon. Yeah, that's nice. And did you start training quite seriously from when you joined or did it take a few years before you ultimately settled into a more serious training routine? No, it was very chill at first. I would do it once a week and with my, my friends I think we pretty much would just run together and jog in the reps rather than going flat out but I think that just meant we enjoyed it more and then as I got older every year I'd probably do a bit more running. Yeah definitely. Do you think you would still be running now if you hadn't had that level of enjoyment in your earlier years? No definitely. Pro- I don't know but probably not. I know a lot of friends that maybe took it a bit too seriously early on I did a bit too much training and now they don't run at all because they just kind of fell out of love with the sport. Whereas I feel like by doing other sports initially, that meant running was never that serious when I was younger. So that means now that it is more serious. Like at, when you're older, you can kind of handle it being more serious. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a really key point. A lot of people who push too hard in the early years don't don't quite make it through. Do you think that taking it less seriously when you were younger and building on the seriousness as you increase with age and running experience do you think that's helped you stay say injury free and a strong runner yeah I think probably because when I was younger I was doing very low mileage because most of my kind of aerobic training would come from doing other sports as well yeah which I mean which I guess meant that my body could kind of take the mileage as it came like gradually increasing yeah Aside from rowing, what other sports did you do? Uh, so I did swimming for quite a long time. Hockey, netball, cricket, rock climbing, gymnastics. Okay, so I should have asked which sports didn't you do? <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. No, that's really good. And I think it's so important to have that diversity of sports at a young age for sure. So what does your training routine or your typical training week look like these days? Uh, So Mondays is usually a tempo or an easy run uh, in the morning. And then I'll do steeplechase training in the evening. Uh, Then Tuesdays, a cross train. And I'll do kind of a a light circuit with kind of core, glutes, injury prevention things. Then 
Wednesdays are like key session day. So that way with the uni group, uh, some kind of hard intervals. Then Thursday, I'll do kind of an easy run, about 45 to 50 minutes. And then I'll do uh, strength and conditioning. And then Friday's rest day, Saturday, key session, and then classic Sunday long run. Yeah, definitely. Do you have a favourite session? Oh, I think probably Tempo and Hills would be my favourite. Really? Tempo? Okay. Yeah, quite controversial, but I love Tempo. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense if you're more of an endurance-based runner then. Yeah, the less speed, the better. <laughs> speed, not your favourite. No, definitely not. So we won't be seeing you on the start line of any 800s this summer? No, I don't think I've run an 800 in many years. I think my 800 metre PB is slower pace than my 3K PB. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like that's the case for quite a few of the stronger people over the longer distances. I guess in terms of then training approach, how hard do you tend to push yourself in a training session? Um, I guess I'm able to push yourself fairly hard. I think with a group, it makes it a lot easier to push yourself hard because you can be hurting a lot, but you're just kind of hanging on to the back of a group. Whereas I think alone, like last year, I found it a bit more difficult to really push myself into that kind of pain zone. That's definitely something that definitely is true. And in terms of a training session then, do you like to lead or do you like to, as you said earlier, kind of stay behind and follow along um I think with the group we quite often like to especially on the track kind of take it in turns to uh lead reps but I I because I'm not used to running in a group I quite often just like to run on the edge or at the front so that because I'm not I often trip over (laughs) if there's too many people someone with a long stride yeah yeah that makes sense so I think we're coming to the end of our time now. So a few questions to wrap up. When you were younger, what was the first hobby or passion that you had? I think my first passion was actually football. And that was the first sport I joined. Okay, cool. What inspired that? Well, my brother would go and play on a Saturday morning. And so I was like, oh, I want to join. So I did. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely better than watching. Yeah. And what's what's your biggest tip for any student who's an athlete or runner coming to uni? Ooh, probably sleep. Because I think that was definitely, it's quite difficult because you want to be going out and having fun. But I think lack of sleep's led to me getting ill a few times. So I'd definitely say when you can, try and get a good night's sleep. Yeah, that makes sense. Very sensible. How have you balanced that whole social life athlete life um I think I've definitely tried to go out a bit but not too much because I think it's important to be able to kind of have a social life alongside running but also you don't want to be getting ill and you don't want to be getting injured and recovery is really important so going out every now and then but not excessively yeah that sounds sensible what is your go-to post-race celebrational routine oh good one I think probably going to get a post-race cake it's always a tradition nice I guess started out young and something you've been able to carry through yeah what's your go-to cake of choice 
it's a bit controversial. I'm not a massive chocolate cake fan. So I'd usually go for something like a ginger cake or an apple cake. Those are my favourites. Do you know, personally, I agree with you. I'm also not a chocolate fan. So no, no offence taken from me. Excellent choice. And what has been your favourite ever cross-country race? I think probably uh, National Cross Country last year at Parliament Hill. So Parliament Hill has always been my favourite course. It's what I've been doing since I was an under 11. And it's, it's hilly, it's muddy. And I was able to come second in that race, which I was not expecting and really, really happy with. And there was because yeah. it's quite close to where I'm from, so I had lots of people supporting me as well. So it was really nice to have a good race in front of lots of support. Oh, yeah, no, that was an amazing result. And... Yeah, I'm really glad that you're able to enjoy that experience to the full. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Ellen. It's been great hearing about your running experience so far. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I wish you all the best with the upcoming track season. It'll be exciting to see where you go with the steeple in particular. Yeah, thank you. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, be sure to rate, subscribe and leave a review. This really helps to get the content out there. I'm new to this, guys, and I want to make this podcast the best possible for you. So go follow Fitter, Faster, Happier on Instagram. That's Fitter, Faster, Happier to leave your questions, comments and feedback and for updates and guest requests. All the best for the week ahead, guys. Run happy, live happy, be happy.